friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And it's June. Woo! Woo. We're summer! Heading, oh yeah, we're headed towards full summer. And when we were, I don't know, deciding what we were like, we were like, it's summer. What do we want to talk about during the summer when it comes to reading? You know what I mean? Because there are like specific times of the year where you're like, I only want to talk about this. Like in October, I only want to talk about horror. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind fits. of most of the year I'm like that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are different times of the year where I'm very drawn to like a particular genre. It's true. Yep. And so for the month of June, we decided that that genre would be thrillers. thrillers. So we're doing <laughs> You're gonna do it every week. So throughout the month of June, we're gonna be talking about like thrillers, suspense, adaptations themes, tropes, because they've all got them. It doesn't matter what subgenre you're true. looking at. Everybody's got tropes. I think everybody thinks that it's just like fantasy or romance, but it's all of it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. Like what genre we're talking about. So, and we kind of limited our scope to like thrillers and suspense this month. And so we're kicking it off with an adaptation that like, if you were like a kid and if you were like a kid in the nineties and you just watched a lot of TV, you've mm. probably seen it. Cause it was just one, like, it's like one of many in a really similar like theme at that time, there were a ton of adaptations. Like, think about it. Think about the number of movies that were like this, like very like thriller, suspensey yeah. things. But it feels like this one wasn't the most popular. Probably not. I think it kind of was it one of the earlier ones, maybe nineteen ninety seven. So I don't. So, so no, like kind of it middle might of the road. Kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit because mm-hmm. I know that. You know, along came a spider, the bone collector, like you along know, came those a spider types. is a little bit later. That's actually yeah. the second one in this. So today, I haven't said it. <laughs> today we're talking Suspense. about yeah, we're talking <laughs> about Kiss the Girls from 1997. Um, anybody who has ever been to a, a bookstore in their entire fucking life and has looked through the mystery section or whatever else has seen a James Patterson novel, mm. even if you've never read one, you definitely know what it is. Okay. I thought you were going to say anybody who's been to a bookstore knows what this one is. I'm like, honestly, never. No, 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 not at all. No, not at all. No, I'm saying, I'm saying in general. So James Patterson for sure. Yeah. So we may as well, anyway, we may as well jump right into it. The board shows eight women missing. How close to connected are they? They all share the same profile. All young, late teens, early 20s, pretty. Yeah, they're all extraordinary in some way. Only two bodies have been found. A killer left a note first of the second murder scene. Signed to Casanova. Casanova, a great lover. Kiss me. Now, the only one who can help him is the woman who got away. So this it basically this film was the first adaptation of one of the Alex Cross novels. So even if you don't really know like if you've never really picked up a James Patterson book, you don't necessarily know mm. like what that is. Mm. Um Alex Cross is probably his longest running character. I think he's been writing the series since the 90s. Um this uh film is based on the novel of the same name which was originally published in 1995 the film's from 1997 and he started i think the so technically i think along came a spider is the first book in the series and that mm-hmm. was published in like 93 mm-hmm. 
And then this was the follow-up to that. This was the second book. Now, I, del- I did a little quick check while we were like watching the movie and talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are now over 30 Alex Cross books. Wow. Since 1993. Like, so. Alex Cross is like our modern day Poirot or Miss Marple. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like basically, you know, you give him a modern spin and you make him a forensic psychologist instead yeah. of just a detective. Yeah, and like we like that kind of thing, don't we? I mean, oh yeah, that's know. what thrillers are all about. For is sure. people who are the psychology behind psychoanalyzing it. Yeah. the generally speaking the murderers mm-hmm. in these types of stories. Yep. So, Kiss the Girls currently has a score of six point six out of ten on IMDb and thirty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, calm what? down. It's pretty good. It's like, not bad. I mean. I did find it a bit long. Like it, I did, it say did drag it to you. a little bit. It yeah. did drag a little bit. I agree with you. On yeah. rewatch now, I'm like, yeah, it it does drag a little bit. Yeah. But like when there's stuff going on, there's stuff going on. Yeah, like it was it was fine. Like would I watch it again? Eh, probably not. Um, you know, good enough to watch it once. Um, interesting storyline enough. It's interesting enough storyline. Yeah, we got you. We're um, okay. We got you. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, it was. It just had a little. It had some lulls throughout. Yeah, um, I was glad that there was a bit of a twist at the end because um, for a bit there, I thought that they'd revealed like the who twist. he was, yeah. like right, like how, like like, like two thirds of the way into the and movie, and like, you're like, oh, what? okay, well, I don't care anymore. Then. No, no. Yeah. Then, oh, if that had been the case, that would have been really boring. Well, that was that was kind of what I thought was happening. Yeah, and then, and then when they said, you know, there's you know a twist. I was like, oh. They were like, okay, oh, no, it's not I'm, him. I'm There's two people. Now, yeah, that's know? it. Exactly. So, um, okay, but I will say, though, that the audience score is 62%, which makes yeah, more sense more to accurate. me. Yeah, I would give this a 62%. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense to me. So, um, yeah, so like I said, the... Alex Cross series has now in total over 30 books have been published and are continuing to be published to wow. this day, which is incredible. I think James Patterson's in his 80s now, so. Dude's still going. Yeah, he really is. Um starring Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd. And let me just tell you, if you grew up around the time that Shireen and I did, so like mostly through the 90s and early 2000s was like our childhood slash adolescence, basically. Um, If you consider that at that time, if you're like somebody who watched a bunch of those movies and you consider that like Meg Ryan was like the queen of rom-coms at that time, Ashley Judd was the queen of suspense thriller Mm. films at that time. She got at least five or six that she was doing within the same like 10 year span. So for me, she was like the dramatic one and Meg Ryan was the funny one. You know what I mean? Meg Ryan did have that trademark. Oh, that's like her thing. She was like the sweetheart of rom-coms in like basically like the mid 90s to early 2000s. It's funny how they just all promptly disappear, isn't it? They sure did. Yeah. (laughs) I know. And then (laughs) you find out 20 years later that their kids are acting now and you've seen them and stuff. I know, but like, you know, when I think of Meg Ryan, it's like, okay, I saw her and you've got mail. And then I'm like, what? Like, she never came back and, like, played, like, the fun aunt or something. You know what I mean? Like, not she never really, played, like, no. an extra character. No, I know. Not, like, again. not that much anyway, or at least not in, like, a ton of stuff, which is surprising. I know you'd mm. think that they would kind of, like, yeah. graduate careers, to other things. We all know. I guess they don't need to. No, I guess not. Also, we all know that, like, Ashley Judd has done some stuff since then, but we also all know that she's been a really outspoken advocate for the Me Too movement. She has, yep. And everything, and, you know, she's been very open about her own experiences with sexual assault salt and the like um Mm. so I know that she does she's quite involved with a lot of activism to do with those things as well um which is great it is cool absolutely hats off to Ashley it's yeah it's really great that she's been willing to go to the extent that she has so good for her unfortunately I did read a quick tidbit that indicated that the time around the time that she was 
harassed by Harvey Weinstein was when she was making this film. Ooh, talk about the worst kind of method acting. Yeah, which I was like, well, that's terrible. Great. That's not good. No. Um, Okay, so for anybody who's, like, not familiar, basically, the Alex Cross um, stories follow Dr. Alex Cross. He's... I don't know. A it's vague. A forensic psychologist. psychologist, but also kind of a detective. It's weird. Yeah. But they did that a lot in these movies. Oh, so much. Yeah, because they have to have them part of the investigation as well, because it would be yeah. boring if they were just sitting waiting to right. speak to people, right? Like, again, like it's that, you know, you can't be doing that whole red tape maneuver. It's like where, CSI, where they yeah. have them investigate, even though there's no fucking way that right. these crime scene investigators would have been arresting people exactly. as well. That's not a thing. These are two separate jobs. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's true. Like criminal minds. That was like a whole show. Exactly. It's insane. Yeah. So yeah. So Alex Cross is a forensic psychologist. He works out of um, DC. And basically the premise of this story is that he receives a call from family who indicate that his uh, niece, who's out in North Carolina, has been abducted. Like she's been missing for four days. Mm. And it turns out that there is a, as of right now, a serial abductor in the area who's taken several different women. I think there was seven or eight by the time he gets Mm. there, basically including um, his niece, Naomi. So he, on like a, you know, it's one of those things where it's like a little bit rogue because he goes out there, even though technically he's not officially on the case, but he goes out there and to investigate for personal reasons. Um, And that story, that part of it is until they come together about halfway through the film is juxtaposed with Ashley Judd's character. Um, She's a doctor. Her name's Kate. And she is one of the women who is also abducted by this person who has proclaimed that his moniker or whatever is Casanova. And he abducts women who are like, like very accomplished professional women, Mm -hmm. um, who, you know, have like all sorts of different skills. Kate's a doctor. Naomi is, um, a really brilliant violin Mm -hmm. player, uh, all kinds of, anyway, they all have like different things. There's nothing like unimpressive about any of the women that he's taken. Yeah. Um, and we do kind of see as well that he's he is graduating to murder because one of the girls um, that he has taken, I don't know what she did, but I guess she did something to piss him off. So we do see that he does kill her and leave her in the woods. Yeah. yeah. And like his whole thing is that he's kidnapping them because he wants to collect them. And he wants them to be in love with him. Yes. And he's in love with them in like this really fucking weird way. Yeah. Like Megan pointed out that uh, this is <laughs> what the movie 365 uh-huh. Days would be uh-huh. if it were actually real yeah. and not being spun as some sort of sexy like, yeah that's right everybody home syndrome that's right situation. everybody who wears rose-colored glasses about this i'm bringing it back to the romance stuff yep. and telling you that technically in 365 days this is probably what she would have gone through oh yes it's something and much more like this and much less creepy. like sexy mob boss guy oh god it was so terrifying mm-hmm. so yes um we follow alex from the point of you know Finishing another case, of course, that's the whole thing, right, is that they do this thing at the beginning where you're meant to get the idea that he's so brilliant that he can talk anybody down. Yeah. Because there's a woman who's, like, murdered her um, very abusive spouse or partner, whatever. Mm. Um, Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and he talks her down so she doesn't kill herself, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, so we have his beginning of the investigation. He gets to North Carolina, starts getting to know what's going on, starts, of course, is. As usual, especially the 90s ones were very tropey that way. Like, you know, he gets there and he's the first one to start being like, all these women are very accomplished. Mm. Um, you know, so he's looking to collect them for this, that, and the other. Uh, you know, like he won't be looking to kill them immediately mm. kind of thing. He wants them to love it. Like, you know, he just has these like specific things. And like, obviously the movie doesn't bother to show you how he's come up with that idea. 
<laughs> no, like that would take up too much time. It would. But um, then it would have to be it, a show. Was it you who said like, you know, this is what they did in the nineties? Like the uh, detectives are also like accomplished. You know, like oh, they 100%. know everything. Like he he immediately like just knows what's going on. Yeah. And uh, a couple of times throughout the movie, he correctly guesses mm-hmm. like what's happened with no like further context other than like his gut instinct yes like okay there's a whole thing that occurs where he figures out that the women are being kept semi-sedated basically they're conscious but they're being kept kind of like loopy basically mm. by using this particular drug that apparently can be used by plastic surgeons to help sedate people during I guess more minor procedures probably it's so specific it's yeah and he just <laughs> he takes like a few different clues and then guesses that this must be the drug that's being used and then is able to track a person with that but what happens after he's able to after he's able to speak to Kate after she escapes she has a whole badass scene where she like gets out runs away from the killer from Mm. Casanova who she or who she thinks is Casanova we don't know yet Mm. runs up onto like out of out of his weird little cave that he's keeping everybody in runs up onto a hill and then um proceeds to jump off a waterfall to get away with him with like which like I don't blame her Mm. it's either that or you go back right and you'll probably die pretty soon anyway because he knows that you can't be trusted anymore Right. right so anyway um, once he's able to speak to her and start getting kind, like he has a couple of like sessions with her where he gets her to speak to him about her recollections about things, then is kind of able to determine, um, who this person could be, figures out the drug situation. And then based on that, looks up the information as to who in the past couple of years has purchased a really large amount of this drug mm. and tracks this plastic surgeon all the way on the other side of the country. <laughs> I mean, if he's a plastic surgeon, he'd be using it anyway. Yeah, but like, apparently he bought a really inordinate amount right, of it right. is what they kind of indicate anyway. So tracks him to the other side of the country um, where there is another current operational murderer, basically like a person who's f- like doing something who they call the gentleman caller. Um, and his MO, I think, is that he's basically kidnapping, killing people, and cutting off their feet, which he keeps which is weird. Oh, um, man. Talk about it's a foot like fetish. Superstore. What? You know, in Superstore, they keep finding human feet. All, Ew. Like, in the story, you don't remember this? I've not seen it. Oh, you haven't watched Superstore? No. It's like this really funny show, and they keep finding feet in the store. Maybe that's trying to make some sort of connection. <laughs> some sort of connection to that. Very weird. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Tammy. Anyway, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Anyway, he tracks anyway, he tracks this guy and they track him down. But like there's a lot of there are a lot of instances in this where you're like, dude, what are you doing? Where he just <laughs> He tracks this person and is like, I'm not, I'm not going to bring any backup, backup oh except two other dudes with like, me. I was One of them gets shot. Like, so what? So he brings three people? When when she says like, oh, I know it's him. Like that's definitely the guy. Yeah, like it's definitely him. When she sees him, she sees the yeah. way he's acting, his mannerisms, and he's been wearing a mask the whole time. So it's not like she can identify him by face. But she's like, no, it's definitely him. It's definitely him. And he just is like, all right, I'm going to bring these two other dudes with me and we're going to go track this guy to his creepy little cabin in the woods. Where anyway. he's kidnapped another woman. Yes, 100%. Like, she sees him with another woman that he's like in the midst of kidnapping. Yes. And she's like, that's him. And they're in a club. Mm-hmm. And then cut scene to his cabin in the woods. Where he's take. they've let him take this person. I know. I'm just like, what is this? Like, intercept him. 100%. Like, I know. know. There's a lot of things in this movie where we were kind of it's like. It's so very, it's very 90s. It's so yeah. very like, no, we're not taking anyone's welfare into consideration. Why the fuck would we do that? <laughs> I know, like, a lot of, like, the logic went out the window on this one, and I almost feel, I almost wonder if 
you know, if we were to make this kind of adaptation now, we would make it as a TV series. Okay, that's so funny that you bring that up because I did come across a quick headline that indicated that apparently Prime is looking to make an Alex Cross TV series. Oh, like, I think they've picked it up. Yeah. And they're probably going to do that. And I was that like, oh. That would make more sense. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, especially because you have so much material to work with. Oh, 30 books? Oh, my God. And I think there are, like, I think there are some novellas and there's also, I think, a spinoff with, I think, like, one of his sons or something has his own thing where he's had, like, a few books, like, wow. from his perspective because I guess he's maybe, like, a law enforcement officer as well. Wow. I know. I mean, as long as they don't do, like, you know, one mystery per episode because then you're just going to end up with this shit again. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this would be, that would be wild. You'd have to do a full season. Yeah. So that way you could develop it properly because, yeah. like, like, really, like, when we're, when we were watching it, like, Casanova's scary. Like, he's terrifying. He, is. he's terrifying they did a great job with that at you know the beginning of the movie but it was just like so many and I don't know if it's because we're maybe we're more critical now I think we, we can't I things. think we because there have been so many others like yeah. it made who that have maybe developed things differently yeah. and done things a little bit better and in more detail we didn't care I don't know how to explain this to people who are like younger than us but mm. we didn't care about that at the time mm. like we didn't care about how developed it was yeah. and how detailed it was that started a little bit later <laughs> it's true we started questioning things a little bit more than just accepting them at face value and exactly I, I found like this whole movie I was like well that doesn't make sense well, that normally make sense. I'm not that critical no, like I, but I it's, kind of it's easy to be yeah you know yeah for sure I, yeah. I normally kind of let kind of just say like okay it's a movie like whatever of course yeah <laughs> there was so many parts of this movie where I'm like well this makes no sense no not at all so <laughs> anyway they intercept him you know the and where is it this half okay yes they intercept him like in california because he's also like i said this guy's operating in california and through what they find in california alex determines that um there are two of them mm. operating actually and they're just working in tandem with one another yeah. probably to help each other but also to like throw people off yeah basically so that's exactly what's happening there mm. are two people so who we've seen up until now is um uh, whatever Tony Golden's character who's this plastic surgeon and who is technically he's the gentleman caller he's right. not Casanova however no. he has been doing some of Casanova's dirty work for him so you've kind of seen him in some of the scenes as well so there's this confusion of like well which one have I seen at which mm. time a little bit yeah. which is technically true and after he escapes from them, because that's what happens when there's only three cops and this guy has a car and gets away. Fucking stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid. Um, anyway, he, you know, takes off, flees back to North Carolina. They track him there. To his lair of his And collection. are able to find the creepy lair where yeah. all these women are being kept. And yeah, there's a good, like, eight of them. Oh, yeah. And there. they're, like, sitting down. It's like he's, like, revamped Dracula's lair. Like, I really found this And these are the cool. unwilling brides yep. that have been brought Pretty there, much. basically. Yeah. Yes, no, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's very, like, cavern underground oh, yeah like with the, with the leaky candles it looks like an old mine it, exactly like but it's like it's got like a little bit of fanciness it to has it. A, it has like a gothic sensibility yeah. to it in a way I know what you mean yeah. yeah and that's the whole thing right is because like the whole Casanova thing is that he considers himself like a Don Juan of sorts where like all these women are definitely in love with me even though I've kidnapped them against their will see 365 days <laughs> Like, but in that movie, she actually falls in love with him, and you're like, Ugh, girl, no. because, yeah, because we took doesn't the, matter how sexy he no, is. No, we it, took it the does I, not matter. We took the idea of this, and we were like, ah, yes, but make it romance. And all you have, <laughs> apparently, all you have to do to make it 
romantic is to have like the person who does this be attractive. But it but that's that not true. Completely out the window. Yes. You know what I mean? Like oh, you wouldn't my, even notice what this person looks like. They kidnapped you, they've like injured you, come they're on. drugging if, you. Like it's think about for one minute if tomorrow you were like actually I'm talking about against your will, if you were kidnapped by Think of Ryan like, Gosling. Sure. Think of the hottest like <laughs> celebrity that you have like a big crush on or something yeah. like whatever. Like the like the person that you have like a really big crush on. If you were kidnapped by that person tomorrow, it would still be fucking terrifying. Of course. If Ryan Gosling kidnapped me, yes, me against my will, and was like, "You're gonna fall in love with me," and like injured me, I'd be like, "Holy shit! I'm so scared." <laughs> oh my god, that would be like, awful. Like I do not like you anymore. But we do because we love Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh, oh, who's Can't who's excited for, for the Barbie oh movie? Oh my god, <laughs> it's gonna be great. My husband said to me, he's like, "Oh, do you have any?" interest in going to see the Barbie movie I'm like oh, is it yeah. out no I think it's out in July <laughs> yeah I but know. we'll be looking forward to that <laughs> next like, month well, actually when you guys like, are oh. listening to this <laughs> yeah. oh boy um yeah but exactly okay so see that's a really good example you take somebody who like everybody thinks is like a talented person and a nice person yeah. <laughs> and you're like if that person even if you're like you know you're there and you're like yes take me right now but if that person no, you don't actually physically that. kidnapped you to, <laughs> no if that person physically kidnapped you tomorrow that would be terrifying right. that would be awful if henry cavill kidnapped me tomorrow i would still be scared I know. yeah no shade no tea to ryan gosling not at all not that we're saying that they are kidnappers but no god no <laughs> please do not take this out of context. don't take this out of context oh god i can Wait. see the headline now oh god i don't think we're important enough to warrant a headline <laughs> Anyway, um, anyway, but that but these are like you know good examples. Like think of a person who you're really like who you find is really attractive. Mm. It does not it doesn't matter. matter. The guy in 365 days is good looking, but that I don't care. But he was like good looking in a scary way. He was good like, looking. Also, there's something about those movies. He was good looking like in the first movie, and then he got uglier the more they went he on. He just looked more and more distressed. Yeah, <laughs> you're like this man needs sleep to continue to look sexy. <laughs> tired he just looks scary he looks scary he looks like he's um tweaking suit <laughs> tweaking or something tweaking. i don't know yeah that too <laughs> well i think it's because of his evil twin okay oh, we're digressing right. <laughs> we're completely digressing here this is what happened halfway through this movie when I said this is a little long. Like my mind started. To yeah, you started in thinking of these things and being like, nothing about this would be attractive. Why would this crazy person think that anyone would be in love with him? And then you go off onto those into those various tangents. Anyway, yeah. we um, <laughs> we basically from that point on, like that's it. Like so, the gentleman caller guy shows up um, back in North Carolina and he's just like entertaining all these women because I guess he wants them for himself but he has this weird thing where he's speaking to Casanova but Casanova's off camera like you can't see him he's hiding and they have this back and forth sort of like a power struggle to a certain extent because he's like come on just I thought it was a different dude no oh there weren't three dudes involved here no the dude with the dark hair was a different guy what are you talking about the guy with the that they burst into his house and they were like we don't have a warrant and we're trespassing. Oh, yeah. That, no, that was the gentleman. Oh, no, that guy. Okay, yeah. no, I know what you're talking about. No, okay. that He's a side character. He's not really that important. Oh, he's okay. a red herring. Oh, he's, he's a red, red herring. herring. Okay. He's a psychologist or something who I think like works and maybe teaches at the university where like Naomi was going and stuff okay, like that and a couple important. of the other yeah, girls. Okay. So red herring. And there he has this weird, he slept with a bunch of them. I think including and... Naomi at some point. Right. Yeah, and that's why they think it's him because he's taken their photos in compromising positions okay. and they think that he has something to do with it but, techni- but he's just disgusting. 
Oh, okay. He should just lose his job. So there's just a lot of disgusting men in this movie. Yeah, they're all gross, oh, basically. Okay. All right, continue. Except yeah. Alex Cross. Except Alex Cross. <laughs> He's fine. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. He can never be disgusting. No, he'd probably be okay yeah. in pretty much everything. Pretty we love much. Morgan Freeman. No, I read, actually, I read briefly that um, uh, he dropped out because of a scheduling conflict, but technically Denzel Washington was supposed to play Alex, Alex Cross to start off with. Oh, interesting. In the film. And... Um, Again, I don't know if it was scheduling or whatever it was, but on a hiatus from X-Files, Gillian Anderson was supposed to play Kate. That would have been great. That would have been, been Well, I mean, Gillian Anderson as Kate. I mean, you know what? We don't hate Ashley Judd. Like, there I was, like Ashley there Judd. Was like a, a, she did a really good, like, um, uh, she reminded me a lot of uh, the woman who's in um, Hannibal. Oh, Claire, uh, Jodie Foster. Yeah, Jodie Jody Jody Foster. Foster. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. no, I get what you mean. Well, around, but see, okay, so I think it was funny because when we were watching the movie, your husband was watching it with us, and he said at one point, um, he was like, this has like a, a Silence of the Lambs feel yes. to it, and I think that that's partially the time period. Silence of the so. Lambs was like 1991 or 92 or something, mm. and I feel like for a good period of time, every detective-ish suspense type of story after that mm. had very much the same vibe to it True. because like that was a great film and yeah. so they were a lot of them were probably trying to replicate that a yeah. little bit with what they were doing with their own movies as well which makes sense yeah you know yeah it makes sense right i mean they do that right like they oh have yeah a success with one thing and they're like let's just do this but they're doing it now. now with all the crappy romance movies with all the crappy romance movies with all of the marvel, star, star wars, wars spin-offs yeah. with all the marvel shit that like true. you know most people just aren't interested in anymore because it's oversaturated yep let's do it till people hate it it's working <laughs> it is working. It's fucking working yeah. anyway um so anyway when this happens we're watching this power struggle and then casanova kills the gentleman caller yeah um or no i'm so sorry he shoots at him there is a chase that ensues. Alex, at the same time, has discovered where the lair is, the creepy little Dracula lair, finds him, um, chases him into the woods and shoots the gentleman caller. But again, that's not Casanova, and we know this. And Casanova flees. Yes, exactly. No, we, quote-unquote, have no idea where he's gone. And technically, I've, I mean, granted, I watched it when I was a kid, but, you know, until the movie wanted me to, the first time I watched it, I didn't really know who it actually was. Like, think, no, if you think really about, you know what I mean? Job with that one. I was too distracted with this terrible accent. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So, um, who the killer is, is basically after this, we, you know, get to see everybody in recovery. The women are okay. Thank God. And then, um, prior to leaving, you know, Kate says to Alex, like, Hey, come over for dinner. Like, you know, like come over for, like, obviously she wants to thank him. He helped yeah. save her, you yeah. know, like she saved herself. I will say she physically did. she saved herself, yeah. but he helped track down and find all of these women. And she had survivor's guilt from having left them behind while she was getting away. Yeah. Which was also well one. done. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, so good. she's prepping dinner and then who should show up, but young, one of the younger detectives who's been there basically the entire film, pretty much, who's one of the North Carolina detectives, um, it's Nick Ruskin, if I'm not mistaken, is the name, I don't even know if that's his real name, but that's the name that's in the, that he uses anyway, um, who, like, we'd been, ch you, like, when you're watching it, you're chuckling about it most of the time, because he has, like, an almost comedic, very southern accent that sounds like Foghorn sounds Leghorn. Like, yeah, it sounds like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, or, like, Matthew McConaughey, but, like, if you turned it up and made it not really sound <laughs> yeah. like him anymore, you ha if you warped it a little bit. There are women in these parts. Are you? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was great. Anyway, so... 
he shows up and that's when like you can tell that the film wants you to be like oh yeah look it's this motherfucker because you you kind of assume we haven't seen Casanova's face this entire film yeah. and so you're like well it must be a character who we've seen because right. if not like they'd probably just show him to you they well, wouldn't really care to you right I'm like are we assuming that he's one of the like police or detectives exactly or yeah. someone like involved who yeah. we've seen like in the investigation exactly that's it so he shows up um you know all shucksy doodles like I'm just making sure you're shucksy. okay <laughs> You know, and she invites him in because she's, like, a nice person. Um, and it devolves very quickly. I will say I, I'm surprised, like, because he's so careful all the time, the character. And I am pretty surprised that he, like, almost immediately gives himself away to her on purpose. Yeah, he does it on purpose. Yeah. like Which he's, I appreciated because somebody like that would not give himself away accidentally. No, no. He definitely does it on purpose because he purposely says strange things to her about how you can find out about someone. Like, yeah, like, like how you can go through their trash and all the things that you can learn about them based on that. Yeah. And then he slowly as he's talking about this drops the accent to a more standardized yeah. North American accent mm. basically um, and obviously reveals himself at the same time she's realized it has some I guess more of a PTSD reaction because she does cut him once but she does not stab him with the very large knife that she's holding so annoying. I know I know but we need there to be we need there to be like an actual fight scene like a fight scene like a proper struggle yeah. needs to ensue um there is obviously one many things get broken in the kitchen many people get thrown into cabinets and then um she you know tries to handcuff him to the stove Instead which he of again stabbing him i get yeah i know just murder at that point it's self-defense it's fine um he you know pulls the stove fully like you know and un like um undoes the it winds up winds up undoing like the gas mm-hmm. um the connection to the gas tank, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So, of course, there's gas leaking in. So what he's going to do, obviously, he's got a lighter in his pocket, so he's just going to kill them both, I guess. Because, again, I, I can only assume what we're supposed to deduce from this is that he's so crazy. She's the one who got away, and he's like, oh, I'm, now I'm going to kill us both because I love you so much. I don't know. Yeah, he's like she's like the ultimate rival sure. part of his collection. Sure, but obviously Alex has figured this out because of similar signatures and um, handwriting that's on like mm. something that Casanova sent to him and some of the police reports so like not a smart man anyway it's weird it's weird how they're like they're like very intelligent but also they do really stupid shit I don't know yeah I mean you know in this case like that one was like a um because he puts a little symbol near his signature yeah he he like uses when he signs Casanova as well so like that was like one of those things that it was almost like he planted it there to see if there was anybody clever enough. Yeah, I to guess find if him. he was wondering, like, oh, is anybody going to pick up on this? Yeah. Which, like, I'm pretty sure someone would have by now. I don't know. Anyway, you know, you have your whole thing. Fight is happening. Alex has rushed over to Kate's house and stuff bursts in. There's again much posturing and talking back and forth about like you don't have to do this. I am <clears throat> going to do this. That kind of thing, uh, which ends with because of course you know. They do have a thing. I love. We're sitting there. My fiance's like, he's there, and he's like, yeah, but he can't shoot him because of all the fucking gas, because the muzzle blowback yeah. or whatever there would cause a spark, which would then in turn ignite the gas right. and kill everybody. Right. And he, they do say that, and you're like, okay, good, fine. Um, so what he does is he just like uses like a carton of milk as like a, a buffer essentially, <laughs> so that it it stops the muzzle flash pretty much, yeah. or it like prevents it from you know igniting igniting anything. So yeah, that happens. And then as is usual. In 90s films, um, 
right after the bad guy is killed, we just have people comforting each other, and then we we cut, we to, cut credit. to credit. We never have a denouement after. No. We never have anything extra that we see about the characters or anything. We're just like, all right, this is what you were here for, so here's the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those like that. It just didn't feel like it was like a good ending. Like it just didn't it's very feel abrupt. Like it was, yeah, right? like no. I didn't feel like there was a neat little bow at the end of mm-hmm. it. Um, but then at the same time, I was a little bit like. I don't really care. No, I mean, yeah, you're kind of, I mean, what else would you do with it, right? Right. Like, and also the movie had been fucking long at this point. I think that's the problem is that it was very long in certain parts when you could have had more of an ending to it and cut some of the other stuff out a little bit without making that be a big deal. I don't know. Anyway, it's one of those, it falls into that category of like everything, yeah, like everything for a good 10 years that came after Silence of the Lambs that was kind of functioning in the same style of yeah. film. All of those like thriller types of things that were like, yeah, sure, let's yeah. let's do it the same way and hopefully it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we don't have as strong of a script. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, well, that was it, right? Like I felt like, you know, they started off well and the killer was scary mm-hmm. and, you know, I was curious to find out about it, but it just kind of like... It was like, is the focus on the killer or on the detective? You know, and it, it does was like peter off one. a little bit at one point. Yeah. yeah, I know it's difficult to. Um, I don't know because, like, if you think of something, I guess that came like around those same time, probably seven. like seven. Yeah, in seven, the focus is very much on the detectives, but it was also on the killer. So, like, well, it is, but it's only well, actually, it's on no, what he's right. doing. Like, nobody really yeah. gives a fuck about John Doe by That's the time right. it rolls around to him. You know, That's true. Um, no, you're right. Most of these movies, they focus on one or the other, and this one, I felt like they were trying to focus on both. And it just, you know. They're warring for screen time a little bit, and that's yeah. probably why it winds up being so long. So, yeah, it's a little, it has some weaknesses. Overall, like, yeah, is it a decent time? Of course it is, but it's not necessarily one that you're like, this is the best movie ever. No. Yeah, you're not, like, on the edge of your seat. Like, no. I can't wait to hear what happens next. No, that's it. Um, but did you guys grow up in the 90s? Have you watched this movie? Because I'm sure a lot of people don't realize that they've seen it, but they've seen it. You know, like one of those that was like yep. on cable. Yep. And yep. you've watched uh, it? Cable. Yeah. Or have you read the Alex Cross books? I've never read one of them. So I'm always curious if they're good. Mm, true. <laughs> so many. It's a lot to commit to, 30 books. Anyway. <laughs> I might do one. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're one of those two that you don't have to read all of them. Oh, I don't think or, so. Or even like read them from the beginning. I think you can just be like, yeah, okay, cool, fine. Yeah, like just keep it going. Keep it going, yeah. it's fine. I can mm-hmm. just pick up a random one and read it. Totally. Anyway, <laughs> you can let us know about that over on Instagram at fullybookedca. And you can also check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash better. And if you're still here with us, which I hope you are, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening because it really helps us get the show out in front of more people. But until next week, guys, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone.